0: Hello and welcome to Racing Only Better. We are going to preview the Sunday of the Dublin Racing Festival and the action at Musselburgh taking place on ITV. Vanessa Ryle is heading towards Ireland on an airplane, so she is unable to be with us. And Barry Orr is once again, gentlemen, on holidays. That is two in the space of five weeks where I've had to been called up from the minor leagues. Uh, I'm Beth Fairs, Kieran O'Connor, and uh, no NFL. Only better this week. Contractually, I'm obliged to be on a podcast every single week. So, thankfully, this did come up as well. I'm joined by Tony Calvin. Tony, how are you? Yeah, we're good, are good. Brilliant, brilliant. Brendan Duke, looking forward to the weekend, Brendan. It's not too far away now.
1: Very much looking forward to it, I'm a bit puzzled there's no NFL, only better. You know there's a big match on this weekend, do you?
0: Is that the flag football, the, the Pro Bowl type thing? Because uh, that, yeah. that is not the big game. That is not the big game. <laughs> Though the people who are on the show would like to do one of those because they would like to, uh, you know, get paid to talk about flag football, but uh, I do not let them do one. Um, and Daryl... Uh, not over at the Dublin Race Festival this year unfortunately because you were there last year but, but you're not gracing us this year with your visit, no?
2: Yeah, no visit this, no visit this year I'm going out to visit a friend in Milton King's instead and I'm going to watch it from
0: a pub up there so be a jolly good song It does indeed. And before we get into the action, I must remind you, of course, of the offer on the Betfair Sportsbook. It is a completely free bet on racing multiples every single weekend until Cheltenham. You can claim from Friday. Opt-in is required. Of course, you need to claim it. And as we are recording on Friday, you can claim it from today. So just head over to the website, hit the claim button. Bob's your uncle, you got yourself a free bed on Racing Multiples. You can do that every single set yourself a little alarm, do it every single Friday, and you got one every single weekend, all the way up to Chelham, as I said. T's and C supplies, and if you want to read them, they're in the show description. So let us start, gentlemen. We should we should really start, shouldn't we, with the action at Leopardstown. Uh, the uh, 10 past one is where we will see Gaelic Warrior, not. On Saturday, but on Sunday, currently ten to eleven. A uh, fact to file, us uh, for Willie Mullins. Thirteen to eight. A uh, Grange Clare West, also for Willie Mullins. Is eleven to two. It's going to be a theme to this uh, podcast. American Mike twenty to one, and it's fifty to one. About found a fifty. Just the five runners uh, for this great one novice chase. TC, let's start with you. Uh, I mean, this is where Gaelic Warrior has has ended up. I guess to the surprise of some and to the surprise of maybe not someone.
3: Well, yeah, that's, uh you know, Willie's uh, always leaves it to the last minute to make his mind up. And that's what he did with Gaelic Warrior. Um, we should say, the first thing to say is it's probably going to be a forerunner race because Founder 50 in the Irish Arkle, where many people think Gaelic Warrior should be. Um, so it's only going to be a 4 forerunner race and it won't be each way betting terms. But uh, I imagine they'll just, uh, only they put Founder 50 in there just in case he has an early departure, I'd imagine. But... Um, I was quite surprised when the betting came up that Gaelic Worry was as big as ten to eleven. I just thought I I I know he's up against two very good stable mates, but given the impression he's made, uh, form wise and on the clock, I thought he might have been a bit shorter than ten to eleven. He might still be. Um yeah, I mean, like I, I, I think he's one of the most talented novice chaser we've seen, including Marine National. And Ooh. I wouldn't be in a rush uh, to take him on here uh, like I, I don't tip and I don't bet at those kind of prices but then again if you ask me to lay him I probably wouldn't go much bigger than four or six um, yeah unless uh, unless uh, uh, Patrick Mullins uh, tries to bully Paul Hounded and say don't come up my inside and and the like uh, I can't I really struggle to see him getting beat but I do know Brendan he might be in a dilemma here because he's the number one fanboy of Grange Clear West and Gaelic Warrior
1: Yes and luckily Tony there is an option called betting without and I I have to say that (laughs) earlier in the week I assumed Grange Clare West wasn't going to run because he he received 6-1 to I was like how can there be such a differential between himself and Factor file? but sure enough he has showed up, and the, the, the odds makers are sticking to their guns and uh, have priced them with this. What a, it seems an unfathomable discrepancy to me. I mean, Grange Clare West, from what we've seen so far, is a significantly better jumper than Factify. Now, it's quite possible that Walsh was just letting Factify get in deep to the fences over Crispus uh, to, to be ultra careful because he knew he was going to run the ra- win the race. Should I said he's not going to get away with that guff uh, trailing in the wake of Gaelic Warrior. Grange Clare West. On the other hand, has impeccable jumping technique. Now, no horse will be comfortable chasing Gaelic Warrior. Obviously, he's a super freak and an exceptional jumper. But I suspect Granger West will be a lot more comfortable trailing in his wake than Factor file And you're going to be getting... Look at these prices. They hold up. You're going to be getting five to two betting without or something. And I will be availing myself at that price.
3: 21
1: to 10, but yes. Granger West is
3: currently
0: 21 to 10 with the sports. Okay. Mm, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Daryl, I suppose it is a bit of a, a... I mean, the price is is currently, but I mean, when you look at the other Willie Mullins runners, certainly on Saturday, Marine Rationalis two to five, Gallop in the Shop is two to five, Stormheart, six to four, Predators Gold five to, five to four, and some of them wouldn't have had the the sort of profile. Well, the bottom two would, but I suppose of Gaelic Warrior ten to eleven. So, the price is the price. Would you be a backer or a layer at that kind of price? I'd probably be neither. Actually, I'm really looking forward to this race. I think this is one of the races of the
2: meeting, but the, the reason he, he's the price he is is because we know that he's going to go out and jump out to the right. And he's returning to a left-handed track. Now it's it's easier to get away with those sort of antics at Leopardstown, given the situation of the fences on the course. They tend to take a wide course down the home straight. They tend to come wide against the, the stand side rail. But that that you know, if you're backing Gaelic Warrior, you you know, and he's going to go out to the right. So that would be the slight concern. He's done like he's been flawless. He really has been flawless on the clock everything he's he's just been electric he jumps for fun he gains so much ground at his fences he's going to be very hard to beat but there is that in the back of your mind that you're backing a horse at a shade of odds on that is going to go out to the right so you know if you're going to back him in that you have to be prepared for that when it comes to it i actually think factor far is a horse that's going very much the right way the the time figure he did at Christmas went slightly under the radar. I didn't see many people mention it, but it compared very well to Gallop in the victory, and uh, I think this is a horse that they think an awful lot of. They missed a the novice hurdle campaign with him straight over fences. There's plenty more to come from Factor Vile. Uh, I think this is that like I said. I think this is run one, one of the races of the meeting, and uh, it'll be fascinating to see to see how this how this shapes up. But it'll be a no betting race for me. But it will be definitely informative for the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sounds like two of will just be watching it and Brendan hopefully betting without market. Of course, there is length in your odds and uh, other markets as well. Um and Gaelic Warrior, there's a gotta be a boost as well. I believe it's three legs, is it? Gaelic Warrior by three lengths or more. In fact, five finished second. Mm-hmm. Uh, is boosted to 7 to 2. But do keep an eye on the sportsbook on the actual day Sunday. There might be a couple of more there. Mm-hmm. On to the uh, 140, the Braving and Novices hurdle at uh, more grade one action. Ballybar and 10 to 11 favorite. Far and Glory is 3 to 1. Slade Steel 11 to 2. And it's 10s bar. Of course, when we're, we're talking about these races, Darren, I'll come to you first on this one. Like Obviously, you, there is a way that you can pick and choose. Uh, And with that free multi-offer as well, there's a lot of shorties, but like, you know, 10 to 11, Ballyburn, maybe you could go Gaelic Warrior, you could put in with Gallup and Deschamps, you could put in with Marine National, kind of thing. So different ways to work the Dublin Race Festival. There are a lot of shorties, though. What do you think about Ballyburn in this one?
2: Yeah, I think he's probably the right price. Uh, Like, uh, I've not been completely sold on him thus far. Um, he obviously was, was beaten by Firefox at Ferry House on seasonal return and his hurdle debut, but it was a very, very like ridiculously slowly run race where Firefox di- di- dictated the fractions out in front. He was very ring rusty. He come on a, a ton for that at Leopardstown last time. But, you know... <sighs> 10 to 11 is probably the right price because of the lack of depth in the novice division. We're we're hoping something's going to come out and pull out a decent performance. It could well be him. He's got Paul Townend on his back. That's a huge factor I find at Leopardstown. Paul's just always in the right place. He can dictate the race. He knows when to quicken off the bend. It's very hard to pass pass front runners, I find, at at Leopardstown. Um, He's going to go very well. I'm not massively sold on the form of, of of the Royal Bond from, from Farron Glory I know he was going to win a really poor Grade one at Aintree last time I'm just I'm just I don't know that, that just doesn't seem right to me that form I think that's going to be surpassed he's a horse that you know went over hurdles in April last year and I'm just not completely sold but there's not a whole lot to take him on with I thought one of the more interesting runners at a big 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 prize if you just wanted to have a bit of an interest was this gold dancer Danny Mullins is on board he's a half brother to our dancer he he won in France and uh, the second came out and beat a horse that was previously beaten 10 lengths by lossy mouth um the form of his debut suggests, you know, you probably will not want to be too keen on him. But Woody Mullins did mention this horse as a Ballymore hopeful in his um, early season preview on the Racing Post. And it was just something that stayed with me. And It's very rare to see Woody Mullins chucking one in at this festival on their Irish um, hurdle debut. So <laughs> he, I wouldn't be surprised if a small bit of money came for him as perhaps an each way play against a favourite um but I expect it would be very disappointing if Ballyburn was to, to not win this. It would leave the novice division, the two mile novice division in particular, in a bit of an array. So yeah, again, like a lot of these races at Dublin racing festival, Kieran, it's going to be a no bet race for me, but I'm quite interested in gold dancer going forward.
3: Okay. TC, what about you on this one? Uh, yeah, I thought Ballyburn was, um, a little bit short, but not majorly. Um, I thought the pace in the race was interesting. Um, Mullins has got Gold Dancer and Jit and um, The outside of Borough Road might go forward. So it uh, would be interesting to see what actually goes on there. Um, Baron Glory was one I was looking at, but I wanted a bit bigger than Freeze, to be honest with you. I mean, um, obviously the Royal Bond form has, has worked out pretty well, if you ignore the third. And obviously, clearly he was cruising and coming to win this race two out uh, in the Tolworth entry last time, but I mean, I um, uh, remember speaking with, with Brendan on on the back of that uh, on the weighed in preview uh, review, and I went back and had a look at the race, and God, that was a bad fall he took there. He just really crashed down. He landed on his neck. He flipped up in the air. He, I mean, like I said, it's you'd be worried about him on the back of that. I mean, like I said, it was a real perler, and. So yeah, I was looking for a bigger than freeze. Slade still was the other one, but the Sportsbook are ducking him at eleven to two when he's eight elsewhere. So um I'd be wanting a little bit bigger than Farron Glory, but you might you might well get that on the exchange on the day. You might get four to one plus and I'll have a little nibble on Farron Glory if he does drift out.
0: Okay. And Brandon, round us up.
1: Yeah, the the, the the pace is is interesting. I couldn't find anything obvious. Now, Ballyburn isn't going to want to dawdle. So I'd say, Willie, he'll take care of this, whether Ballyburn makes it or he does send one of the rags up. So I'm hoping this will be run at a good pace for the horse I'm having a small bet on who is King of Kingsfield at a, at a double-figure price. Now, you might reasonably come back to me here and I'd say, well, sure, Slade Steel's beaten him, Farron Glory's beaten him, but I suspect they're just learning about this horse. He's a little bit tricky. Uh, he, he made the running again against uh, Slade Steel, I don't think that suited him he was in front of the back of the second last in Fairy House when uh, beaten by Fire and Glory but they held him up and used his wicked cruising speed uh, uh, at Christmas behind Mirrors or West now I know Mirrors or West didn't help himself with his keen going tendencies but I like the way they just came through to win the race at at, at at the last with King of Kingfield I think that's the way to ride him I think he'll get a reasonable pace to aim at here will travel as well as anything in the race and if he goes through it on the run on the, on the to home 10 to 1 looks a fair price to me
0: yeah okay yeah. I don't like that you preempted my question but other than that Brendan that was perfect mm-hmm. um, at uh, 10 past 2 the Dublin chase sees uh, the return of El Fabiolo of course won at the Dublin Race Festival on a Saturday uh, last year went off that timer of 5-2-11-4 won at Cheltenham but is now one to three to win on its follow-up. Uh, Dino Blue eleven to two. Gentleman to me seven to one. Captain Guinness fourteen. Saint Ru sixty-six to one. I will stick with you, Brendan. Uh, despite you hurting my feelings last time there. Mm. Uh, again, it's just one of those ones that that, that 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 it's very very short, isn't it? You know what way can you play it really?
1: Yeah, I did I won't I, I won't be playing it at all. I actually would have had El Fabiolo and Dino Blue slightly closer in the bedding if i did, just when I was doing a tissue in my head. There, there wasn't a whole pile in it. You could say, oh well then you're getting a bit of value about Dino Blue. She comes out with six pounds to make up on official figures but she's definitely a mare going places so she's learned how to jump she's learned how to settle she could come forward again El Fabiolo could kick a fence out of the way but I I, I I I don't really like betting like that unless I think the price is massively wrong I suspect you're relying on El Fabiolo to kick a fence out of the way for Dino Blue to win here so I'll, I'll just watch it.
0: Okay, Tony, yeah, one to three, definitely not a TC selection. Uh, what would you go for in this, or is it just a watch and brief?
3: Yeah, I'll be back in and tipping Dina Blue 11-2 for pretty much the reasons that uh, Brendan said. Um, I think she's, a, uh, you know, her, tra- her form trajectory is very good. She might not have really done it on the clock like El Fabiolo, but uh, I thought she was very, very impressive last time. You know, we know Gentle Demi didn't run to his mark of 165, but... She still did it really well there. Um, she went away after the last. She stumbled a bit after the last, but she st- and she picked up again. And I thought she was quite impressive there. I I just wouldn't have the differential in price between them. Um, like I said, it's like it's like if she does win, we're going to get another mayor's race debate, isn't she? Because she's currently five to four for the mayor's chase. And if you do fancy her to win this and go for the champion chase of sports but could t- a clear top price, uh, at 10 to 1 fixed odds and I think he's, she's about elevens and twelves on the exchange as well so um if you want to preempt the victory uh, do that but she she could still even win this and and go to the mayor's chase couldn't she and that would really kind of like uh, ramp up the heat on the, <laughs> the, mayor's, the mayor's debate but yeah I think Dina Blees, basically it's too big at 11 to 2 uh, I love the way that she's progressing and with the sex allowance, as Brendan said, there's only £6 in it and hopefully El Fabiolo
0: clouts one and Dino Blue is uh, left to uh, stroll home. Stroll home. Yeah. Um, Well, that's two for Dino Blue, Daryl. How do you see this one going?
2: Yeah, no, no. El Fabiolo, I, I can't, I can't, I can't have Dino Blue. in. I thought the I thought the race at at Christmas was just fell apart. Really, Gentleman to me tends to come good in the spring, and he just went off far too hard. Sander Roy's being handicapped. Dysart Dynamo was held up for the first time, in God knows how long. Captain Guinness seems to only be best fresh, or oh, he's got a great record at Nace. Other than that, he's he's not he's not really done much in in his short career. So I don't know what more El Fabiolo's got to do to prove himself as the best two mile chaser around. Um, for me, not a chance. I'll take him on then. If he's beaten, he's beaten, but his body of work suggests that he's the best two mile chaser around, so.
0: Okay. Uh, the uh, two forty five contest sees Stateman as the two to seven favorite. Imperi Pass nine to two. Bob Ollinger ten to one. Echoes and Rain 21 20 to one. Excuse me. And uh, Phil Doerr, hundred to one. Daryl, I come to you again. First look, obviously short play favorite, but I mean this is a, like outside of Stateman. I mean this is a top quality feel. Imperi Pass. Bob Ollinger on the comeback trail. Great performance at Christmas. Echoes and Rain. Phil Door is two to seven. A surprise for you, or you think that's the right price? Well, now
2: he's be- you know, bar Bob Ollinger, he's beaten them all already, hasn't he? And, and and like I mentioned earlier, Paul Townend so good on this horse. The amount of times he's dictated races on this and just sped away from him, he's fantastic at doing it. You really don't want to go against Paul Townend. And if he and if he goes off the front again here. Which, unless Imperé Pass is going to ta- decide to to switch the front-running tactics, I know Phil's Del Dairies can go forward, but he'll only be there for so long. State Man's probably going to be in the right place at the right time. I do, I I, I think the only bet you could potentially have really is, is Bob Ollinger, and you know that 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 was impressive in a real kill at, at Kempton. That seemed like he was back to sort of the, the Bob Ollinger we knew and thought could go, you know, to any heights. So I know he's coming back to two miles today, but he has got a sharp turn of foot and. You know, if, if he really wants to, I think he can. I think he can mix it with at least Imperio Pass. So, uh, I, I'll have to see how the how, how the market is in the without market, without State Man, perhaps, and look at Bob Ollinger. But um, I think he's been a little bit underestimated
0: at ten to one. Well, I can tell you that the betting without market uh, for Bob Olinger is eleven to five. Imperio Pass is four to seven. Brendan, uh, to you, Bob Ollinger is a bit of a quirky character, isn't he? In terms of horses, it's quirkiness there, isn't there?
1: No, very much so. I mean, you used to be able to set your watch by him. you travel up and then find absolutely nothing. But uh, twice this season, twice this season, he's, he's had to dig in. And he has, um, in, in fairness. Maybe he, he had a physical issue post his novice hurdle season. Maybe just jumping fences didn't suit him. And he fell out of love with the game. But they, they seem to have uh, rekindled the fire to some degree. Um, but, I mean... Is he capable of running to the mid to high 160s? These performances that State Man, I mean, I know he's effectively just Constitution Hill, Hill's uh, foil, but I mean, a remarkable horse he is. He's just so consistent at, at a high level. So I imagine he's going to run to mid to high 160s again and win. I suppose in Perry Pass would we'll probably make a better fist to the second last, but it's very hard to see him getting past him. I thought, um, I, I, I thought State Man would win. That's not telling you anything you don't know.
3: Okay. Tony round us up this one. Um, I'll just come back to the previous race. So I, I, for a person who doesn't really back odds on, I I'm very surprised that Dino Blue is ten to eleven um without the favourite. So I may well just cover my stake on the win bet by backing by her without as well. That's um oh, this race really is- without, I love it. Yeah,
2: that, that's oh, interesting
3: that bit. Brilliant. Ten to eleven, Dino Blue without, I mean. Yeah, there is, some, there is some evens out there but me in 10 to 11 is, well, I wouldn't go anywhere near laying her at 10 to 11 without no, um, okay uh, this race I think State Man's an improved model this year uh, but I'll be absolutely amazed if they've got permission to uh, for, I think the only way in and Passe can, would turn that Matheson form around is if she go, if he goes from the front now Phil de Douderies is obviously the, the pace angle on paper but how long is he going to last? Is he? If Passy wants to lead, he'll lead. Uh, and you know, you, I can't get out of my you know the head about how impressive it was when he beat in Gaelic Roy in the Ballymore. Um, so I think it makes complete sense if they do the same thing as in, in the Mafferson, they'll get the same result. So connections of Passy should insist on their horse going forward, and at least gives them a fighting chance. But like I said. Even if that happens, you'd have to think the way the state man won last time, we'll we'll still cope with him. But it would make it interesting if they went from the front and and tried to get him at it because um, they pretty much gifted him the way they rode in Peripassé last time.
0: Okay. Uh, we'll move on to the final race, there. I can't wait to send this uh, episode to Barry's well. He's going to be so proud of me because it there was all the offer stuff, and all of you are doing like odds boost. Well, I did the odds boost. none of you're betting without, so it's a, it's a commercial dream, really. Like he's going to be like, wow, yeah. fair play, Kieran. Get you in every week. James Burleigh is the favorite for the last race to ITV. our showed for Paul Townend, and of course Willie Mullins uh, five to one uh, co-favorite. Actually, sorry, with meeting of the waters. It has been cut from six to one, five to one in the last little bit. Uh, six to one in the way we're thinking. Uh, 7-1 uh, about Hartwood, uh, Percival, Legolas and Nines and its 12s bar. 25-runner, handicap chase, TC, 5s to field, gives us the winner. Um,
3: yeah, well, you, Sportsbook playing five places and you probably need all of those given the depth for the race. But um, the more I look, the more I like hollow games at this. Sportsbook is 16s, um, which is the biggest priced out there. And I just like the angle of him. Obviously, he hasn't really kicked on on his first five starts, but he hasn't really kicked on as as promised. But, you know, he's still got a decent body of work. Um, he, I would like the angle of him stepping down in trip on better ground. He, he doesn't really get home over three miles. So I like that. I think the handicap's workable. I mean, he is... Still on, I mean, the handicap has only dropped him a pound for two runs this season, which is a bit miserly. But if you go back and have a look at his Galway plate third, um, he was he was still in there with half a chance going to the last, but he totally fluffed it and he went he went he went into reverse pretty quickly before staying on again to finish third. So I would mark that up. You know, he was beaten nine and a half lengths, but I'd mark that form up. Like I said, I I just think two mile five. Uh, decent ground. We should mention that there's, you know, there's minimal. We're recording this at uh, two thirty on on Friday, and there's minimal rain forecast. So, the the, the ground should, on the chase course could could well be kind of like good to soft, good to yielding, couldn't it? Um, by the time. So yeah, exactly. I like hollow games. Uh, I like the handicap mark. I like the conditions, and more, most importantly, I like the price. Hollow games at sixteens for me. I'll be playing win only though, because he could run a screamer and finish six here. So I'd rather just. Play win only.
0: Hollow game. Okay, over to you, Daryl, for this one.
2: Yeah, again, I've I've got no real bet in this race, to be honest with you. The, the horse that I'm very keen on for going forward, though, is Good Time Johnny, who I've just seen has gone sixty sixes into twenty. So, I have just put him up today for the Kim Muir um, after winning the attempts last year. I think he's been given two quiet runs over fences. I'm hope. I mean, he wants a trip much further than this two mile five and a half. But I'm hoping that this is a. I mean, this is an 88 grand pot. He could well be uh, be primed to to run a big race here, but I want to keep him under that 145 rating bracket. So, um, keep an eye on Good Time, Johnny. If the money comes for him, I'd probably weigh in with it um, because he's a very well handicapped horse, and he's not been seen to anywhere near the best effect yet. But I am looking at him towards the, for for the future for the festival.
0: Okay, um, Brendan, At this stage now, you'll have seen probably. Thirteen races. I think there's two, two two days of eight race cards. So mm-hmm. you'll be looking for a winner, maybe. You know, really just to pad up all the other winnings you had on the shorties. So what what you be going for?
1: Well, uh, I should say, of course, uh, you were quite right to praise yourself here. You'd like one. Thank of these, you. Uh, I regularly do it. Me. You're like one of these impeccable backup QBs. We at, at any moment we can just plug you into the system, and you will manage the game. I'm Gardner Minshew. I am I mean he's, he's underpaid you could say uh, but any, anyway back to this race what a race because uh, if I've been underpaid in the previous 13 races you could get it all back in one hit here and I will take a chance with classic getaway at 16 to 1 class angle in the race very promising horse this I mean he, he's 8 now but he hasn't he hasn't had a lot of racing wildly impressive uh, in a greater chase in, in Turles on comeback, slightly disappointed Trying to back that up on New Year's Day in Tremor, but I'm not sure that track on deep ground would totally be his bag. He'll get better ground here. He's a big boy; and have no problem carrying the weight. He'd be very comfortable travelling on the pace uh, down a grade here. And I thought sixteen to one looked a big price.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent, thanks for that. Okay, that is all the action that's taking place over at Leopard Stand. Let's head across to Musselboro. We start with their one twenty contest. Uh, where Liara is your 15 to 8 favourite. Ombredon Fossa is 9 to 4. I made that sound French, didn't I? God, I'd love to do that again, but I'm going to keep going. God, I don't know why. My own language, I just ruined it. Uh, Roaring Legend, 7 to 1. Balboa, 8 to 1. Rory the Cat, 8, and it's 14 spar. Uh, Brendan, okay, cough with you again. Uh, 15 to 8, the field. I'm highly embarrassed by that. A slap on the wrist, for that. Not at, all, not at
1: all, not at all I mean, do you know what I'm proud on means? I don't know to my shame oh, I don't mean. for
0: shame either but I'll still maybe if you told me you were going to say that I could have done it on Google and looked uh, a lot yeah, 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 yeah but sure, look we live and well, learn Back to back
1: to Liari, which could well be a French word uh, because he's, he's, a, he's an ex-French horse. Uh, I think he's the most talented horse in this race. However, based on his pedigree and his action, I have grave concerns about him on quicker ground. Now, we should say that Paul Nichols says he'd be a better horse on better ground. If that's true, I think he'd win. But I would not be able to take such a short price about a horse who I'm not sure will handle conditions. So I will pass on this race.
3: Thank you.
0: No bother. Uh, over to you, TC. Yeah, it's good to soft, soft in
3: places at Musselburgh still. And they got a dry Friday and Saturday in store, but they got four mil from very early on on Sunday. So if they get more than four cars, you might get uh, enough cut for him. Um, yeah, I, I prefer Embraid and Fasser over the two at the top of the market um, marginally. But if you fancy that one, you probably have to fancy Balboa 8, um, the uh Obviously, they're basically they're that uh, waited to dead heat now on their Cheltenham form um, uh, last year. Um, you know, obviously he bumped into a very good horse in the finale last time. The problem is, I don't know how long Seamus Mullins has had Balboa. Um, he could he could literally have just arrived in the yard in the in the last few days. But uh, we, we obviously we don't know that we've got no clue how long he's had him. Uh, but that would that would worry me. And obviously the. Uh, uh, the Ollie Murphy horse shaped quite well at Kempton as well. So, uh, if I knew the background, how long Seamus Mullins has had it, I might chuck a few quid at Balboa eights. But uh, I'll keep an eye out for any uh, any clues in the uh, press about Balboa or on the TV.
0: Okay, uh, on to the one hundred and fifty contest where Bo Balco for Paul Nichols is two to one, and of course we should mention it. But Barry spoke to Paul Nichols as he does every Friday and Monday. So a shout out over to the Betfair Racing YouTube, where you may be watching this podcast. Or onto the Betfair Racing Social, where that video is posted up uh, pretty regularly. So Paul does have an update on that one. Two's about that favourite at the moment for this race over at Musselburgh, uh, Cedar Hill four uh, to one, Molen Groove eleven to two, and it's Mint Gold eleven to two, and it is Sevens Bar. Daryl, I'll come to you first, and uh, oh, did I get you on the last race, or did I skip you like a terrible host? You did skip me like a time. Oh, it's all gone terribly <laughs> wrong since I started complimenting <laughs> myself, hasn't it? <laughs> well, let's do them both then, darling. let's, again, let's pretend like that was the plan all along.
2: Okay, well, the one twenty, I, I, I was I had the same concerns as Brendan about Liari. To be honest, it's the same with the sharp nature of the track. They tend to sort of two races inside the final three, two hurdles inside the final three furlongs, They tend to get racing very quick. It's almost a, a sprint, a dash for the line. The, the one I was weighing on the side of was roaring in line for Ollie Murphy. As Tony said, I thought shaped really well at Kempton. I thought it was very much a learning experience. Very much sticky at a couple of his hurdles, but he warmed throughout the race. Wasn't overly hard that he pushed at the finish behind a very smart one of Paul Nichols. I think he'd come on for that. He's rated 80 on the flat. He's got the speed to to cope with a track like this. And uh, yeah, I don't think any of these horses have run up to their marks. For example, Liari 127 and Brendan Fraser 127. I don't think they've run up to those marks. So I think that's a little bit deceiving. And I think Raw and Legend could just, uh, could just have a, a play in that race. In a 150... Uh, I thought Bobalco was pretty solid at the top of the market. Really, at two to one, um, questions to our answer uh, for for a lot of these runners. But uh, I'm not sure Bobalco wants a real sharp test around Musselbury. It's like he's crying out for a step up and trip to me. I was going to just give a chance at a bigger price to Mint Gold, who I thought bounced at Newcastle, but still straight quite well last time. That was his second run, having been off the track for a, for a monster layoff. Um, but as one here, two two from three, twice from three starts. Uh, there seems to be a bit more to come from him and I think he's going to push on and make the run so I
3: thought mint gold would go well
0: Tony over to you for this uh, I think
3: Dreams of Hope uh, is overpriced at 12 to 1 the outside of the field uh, now if you're a forgiving type which I'm not but the only area that I'm a forgiving type is is when it comes to a price um, so yeah if you forgive him he's run over at Doncaster last time over a chip too far uh, and you forgive him He's run on Sandown Soft the time before. He's a very, very well handicapped horse, and he's uh, he's six pound lower than when a decent third here in uh, in November. Um, he actually traded odds-on in running that day, and I went in the back and had a look and wouldn't have thought he'd traded any lower than fives in running, but it's that Brian Hughes riding style where he's very quiet and he finds nothing off the bridle. Uh, so that would probably say that he'll obviously he's got a lot of back form that suggests off a mark of 121 he should be going close here. He's won off a, a stone higher mark um, in December 2022, like I said, and he's got some recent form in November. The most important thing is five of the seven in here are forward goers or have gone forward in the recent past, and I think that will suit uh, dreams of hopes running style. I think 12s is too big. Now, it's not the kind of race I'd normally play in because it's it's low-level stuff, but I thought, yeah, definitely from a strict price perspective, I think Dreams of Hope is probably about four points too big at 12s.
0: Okay. Uh, before you yeah, get Brendan, actually, I mean, obviously this episode, I will have to call Dublin Racing Festival Sunday preview, but if it wasn't, I would obviously now call it Tony Calvin, The Forgiving Type, Horses Only, which would have been a perfect title for it. Uh, Brendan, what do you got?
1: Um, the sportsbook are keeping Bo Balco on side, and I, I could see why. It um, hasn't gone to, to, to plan though, He was a fairly talented novice hurdler. He was fifth in that big uh, novice hurdle final in Sandown, that usually works out as good form and indeed is working out as good form uh, this, this season as well. But I mean, he jumped particularly poorly in Hereford last time out, but that was for Angus Chalida. And I put it to you, Kieran, if you have a problem go to a doctor, and Dr. Harry is in the house on Sunday. So he, he'd he be a big help to try and sort out his jumping. As Tony says, loads of pace on here. That might help him to settle a bit better. And uh, I mean, what, what have you got to beat here? I mean, that's Cedar Hill. That's the second fab. That burst on its penultimate start and fell last time out. Uh, Bollinger and Krug probably needs to go left-handed uh so he'll he'll struggle on this track mink cold at least has gone the right way around and sort of half give him a pass for newcastle again he's very hard on himself he races keen and he he jumps low i I think basically if bo balco doesn't doesn't win here i don't know what they're going to do with him so i'd, I'd say he will
0: okay that's the best preview of it so far. The two twenty five contest. I would really like to be standing beside you in Leperstan, watching that on the big screen. In in as you just sort of, you know, take away the whole feel and just say why that one should win. It would be very very convincing. You spoken thing. to Harry, Brendan. Say
3: again. You ever met or spoken to Harry? No. No. Can you you'd faint?
1: I think there's definitely a, a chance that uh, I. I, 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 I definitely stumble over my words or what have you because the yeah, hero worship isn't a good look they say you should never meet your heroes don't they i
0: do well i mean D- daryl harry was there when we did coaching character episode one wasn't he he's, he's, he's in that wasn't he yeah yeah he's an absolute delight you'll be glad to hear brendan he's uh oh no no i
1: i i, I hear like i hear obviously you, you know i have pictures on my, my wall etc and i read all, <laughs> I, I, I i read all i read it all as cuttings it's like a Alan Partridge situation, but um, I know that basically he's just uh, almost horizontally so laid back, and he's obsessed with cattle and hunting and and, and all that. So I know enough about him not to meet him. I'd
0: probably many, be in many ways you know too much about him already. It would appear uh, well, uh, a picture, yeah, yeah. At least yeah. the pictures are on the wall and not on the ceiling. I'm I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, of course, uh, well, Paul. I mean, Paul is a better ambassador. I mean, it wouldn't be too hard for us to arrange said meeting. It's not like we you're asking to meet Beyonce or something like that. But we will. Uh, yeah. We'll take that away, we'll take that away. Uh, okay. The um, the 2.25 contest, Titanium Moon for Brian Moose and Donald McCain is your ninth 4 favourite. Uh, I would say Hypotenuse is 11 to 4. Um, at The minute I saw it earlier today, I was like, I'll get that wrong. Recoup 4 to 1, Lily de Burleigh 6 to 1, and it is 8th. that's another tough little race. Daryl, I'll start with you, it's a tough little one, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I thought this was the better day in here though. In mean, Lily de Berlay... Um, this this is making a seasonal return of 301 days off, but it's got a good fair record fresh. Chased home Jatara and a listed mare's bumper last uh, November 2022 off a, off a similar break. Um, this time last year was running behind Fun 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 in the Dublin Racing Festival. Now is at Musselburgh over hurdles. Thrown in last February into hurdles, into grade two, grade two, grade three company, probably with the notion of if you're going to lose your novice status, why not do it in a graded race? Given um, given given plenty of experience there, shaped really well in some some deep or well, fairly deep races. Uh, won by by the likes of Irish Point, Corbett's Cross, massive drop in grade today. Um, I think she's uh, she's getting loads of weight. She's getting thirteen pounds off five of these who saddle a penalty. Uh, the thing is, she can't win this. I'd be very very concerned. This is uh this is a great spot for her. Six to one's a, a really really fair price. I think.
3: Okay, Tony, what about you? yeah I can fully see the case for that um i probably marginally came down on the side of Raku at um, border 1 uh, haven't seen haven't seen him since ludlow uh, in no uh, october which is on the face of it should be worrying but if you look at the trainer's quotes immediately after the race or the trainer's wife's quotes or trainer's partner's quotes um, she said, "It's a uh, he's a light framed horse. We're going to give him time. We're not going to over race him. Um, but yeah, he he did it. He did it well. Love it's a big field. Um, the seconds come out and and won since and wasn't totally disgraced in Grade Two company next time. And you know, there eleven lengths clear of the third. The horse has got some decent winning middle distance to mile six form in France. So yeah, I mean, if they've literally tuned him up for this um, and they." Talking about maybe entry down the line as well, but that was back in October. I thought we we're killed at fours, but I can fully see the case for for um, Darrell's run at sixes as well.
0: Okay, two to pick from there, Brendan. Who you got?
1: Lily de Burleigh there's not much to add. Daryl has taken all my notes. The only thing I would maybe add is that I think the track will suit her as well. She's a demon to travel. this. She'll she just travel all over these on a speed favourite track. Conceding between 9 and £12 to her, is. I don't think they're going to be capable of this. I'd have made her favourite, actually, for the race.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, all the angles angles covered there, and no one went for hypotenuse, and that is a match nah, nice, nice, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. No <laughs> oh, bother. we clip that one up for the socials; it'll scream. at <laughs> 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 uh, uh, three o'clock. It was <laughs> were absolute notions. This is your four to one favourite Amuit It's five to one. Springwell Bay six to one. Cheeks of Light ten to one. Peking Rose ten to one. Karen Fook ten to one. Um, and it is ten spire. There's a few more that are ten to one, but nobody wants to hear from me. They want to hear what you guys think. Tony, I'll start with. You again, uh, a nice uh, fifteen runner, three mile event. Just you know, just exactly what people want to hear your opinion on.
3: Yeah, um, four places uh, and surprise, surprise, um, all the layers are fighting shy of uh, Emmett Mullins' Elmo hit. In fact, uh, the sportsbook are actually biggest price at fives. Mm. Um, you no, know, it could be a gift of a price, and it could be a total custard pie of a bet, couldn't it? Because was absolutely stuffed last time, but then again, you know, went off at nine to two and a massive field runner at Leperstown over, over Christmas and is now in a potential qualifier of 117. Now, if he can get it right, I mean, the step up in triple suit, Many I mean, he won over two miles plus on the flat when he was actually rated 94 at his peak. And so a mark of 117 over hurdles with the trip in his favour, you know, it, like I said, it could be an absolute gift of a bet, but you know, would it surprise you if he he got shinned a distance? No, not really. I thought Curly Finger was was half interesting, even though two pound wrong. He's a course winner one last time, um, but again, the sportsbook are kind of fighting shy a little bit on that one, as opposed to Al here at twelves when he's back for sixteens elsewhere. So, uh,
0: no bet because of Emmett. Blame him. Okay, but uh, Brendan, I I have to come to you because of your reaction. Mm. While Tony was speaking, there it it it, it was uh, one of joy. It looked like really.
1: Well, I'm, I'm interested that the sports book are top price. I mean, everything has its price, but I mean, I I put it to you, Claire, on that. If you had the option. To become a shareholder in Emmett Mullen's investment portfolio you would probably leap at the chance would you so I mean this guy doesn't miss too often they missed over Christmas smashed this up, a uh, horse up on the show off 114 he's, he's 117 in England that's grand I mean he's a horse who's rated 90 on the flat put up some good efforts on, on, on the flat last season over two miles and indeed further should relish this step up and trip he, he he came back coughing they said maybe uh, he, he got some turn in his uh, airways which is, it sounds possible to me if he's as good as they think he is he'll lag up here and I think 5 to 1 is a fair price to take a chance on um, uh, 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 just just bet on Emmett Mullins basically I is what
0: mean, it, here. The, the train it sounds to me like there's a train leaving the yard right now so Daryl are you jumping on this train
2: well yeah I'm very interested I, I loved him on the flat to be honest with you um, I, I, I followed him as a juvenile I was sure he was being handicapped for a Boodles absolutely sure of it and then they chucked him in the triumph and after a poor performance i just didn't know what was going on very interesting emmett mullins has picked him up he was smashed in 7-1 into 9-2 last time at leper for christmas he's surely going to go off favorite here because absolute notions is definitely not here to win this race he's here to qualify let's say how it is and that horse is almost certainly going to drift from the top of the betting i couldn't see springwell bay winning off 143 at a track like this i don't think it will suit him and to be honest, there's not a lot else in the race I didn't personally think. I thought perking or peaking Rose was interesting for Fergal O'Brien, stepping up to three miles for the first time. I think he's been crying out for the step-up and trip. Decent form from 2022, returned with a good win 64 days ago. They've given him plenty of time to get over that. He's interesting from an each-way perspective, but he has got stamina to prove, whereas this Alma hit was, was running over two miles on the flat. Surely move up and distance is going to suit him. Can't see the 5-1 to one being around long for him. Okay, such a
3: gruder as well with that no, horse. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Uh, the last race we're going to look at is the uh, sorry, where I moved on there. It sounded like it wasn't interesting, but it was. it was like a, it was like I cut, cut through it. Uh, Outlaw Peter is the ten to three market for Harry Cobden again, Brendan. So we go to you first, and Paul Nichols, Thunder Rock seven to two, Petit Tonar seven to two, uh, Frere Bambo six to one, mm-hmm. and it's eights. Bar. Another Cobden Masterclass, Brendan? Shall we say?
1: Quite right. I I, I can see again, uh, I I don't want you to be too hard on yourself because you were probably thinking. Tony Calvin with a pedigree angle. Did I actually hear that? You we're probably <laughs> second-guessing. I'd be like him saying he liked the look of it in the ring or something. Completely <laughs>
3: told me at <laughs> some point. Oh, point. God. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, I do. I like I like Cobden here. Thunder and Rock, I suppose, will probably jump better on a flat track. Uh, he can hardly jump much worse <laughs> than, than he did in Cheltenham. So he's half-interested. But I like the form of that uh, 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 outlaw, Peter, ran, uh, the race he ran at Kempton. At Christmas, uh, when 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 he was a close second, they blow your wad. Blotted his copybook behind Ginny's Destiny at the at the trials meeting. But the third is a horse called Es Perfecto, and that uh, put up a really promising effort behind uh, Ginny's Destiny. And the fourth, cop Mask, fourth in Kempton, has since gone and bolted up in then. So I think that's proper form. One hundred and thirty-five. It's probably it's probably as high as I want, but he's a horse in form. He's got Cobden. That was enough for me.
0: Okay, over to you, Tony.
3: Yeah, I thought he was the most solid one. The obvious one here is people like with who are, People are going to be second guessing whether today is the day for Petit Tonnerre, But off a mark of one hundred and thirty-seven up in trip, um, you know he was one hundred and forty-one over hurdles, and he's hinted that he could even be better over over fences, given that he's free starts so far. So if he's on a going day, I suspect he will be the one to beat. But it's quite defensively priced at seventy two and it is quite a deep race. And um, like I say, I, I think Outlaw Peter is probably the more solid, um, for reasons we probably won't need to go into. But yeah, uh I'm not gonna have a bet in it, but Outlaw Peter would be would like, would be probably the very marginal choice, but I don't think the price is that flash.
0: Okay. And a final one for you, Darrell, today.
2: Yeah, I'm with Thunder Rock. Um, obviously went off three to one fav for the for the December Gold Cup at Cheltenham. I've just had a theory about him that he doesn't like Cheltenham. I was quite surprised to see him go off such a short price there. His form figures away from Cheltenham, one one one, three, two, one uh, over fences. So he's he is actually pretty consistent despite the fact, giving off uh the aura that he is unreliable. But cheap pieces go on. As Brendan said, I think the return to a flatter track. He won his novice hurdle here. I think this is far more suitable for him. Uh, new jock on Gavin Sheehan. Hopefully we get a good tune out of him. Didn't think there were too many in this race that were you know, thrown in off their handicap marks and I, and I believe he can run to above 146. So hoping for a much better um, run this time around for Thunder Rock.
0: Okay, I'll let you uh, mull over your naps just to give everyone, uh, Daryl, this really is is for you as well, of course, that uh, episode two of Coaching Carter was uh, released on Monday of this week and um, it involves you going down to the IJF and seeing uh, some of the money that the Serial Winners Fund will be supporting, of course, Betfair donating £5,000 uh, to the Serial Winners Fund every single time Rachel Blackmore wins a race. And you got to see a lot of the, the great work that they do down there for everyone. You enjoyed the day, didn't you? Oh, I had a
2: great day. Like, it's it's unbelievable that the facilities that, that they've got down there. And the fact that... The one thing I think... well One of the things that stuck with me was the fact that they get no government funding whatsoever. It's just they, they're self-funded through horse racing. And it just... Uh, it was it was it was quite nice to hear, also quite like shocking to hear, really. But it just goes to show that horse racing, as as a community, does stick together and it does support its athletes, and no better example
0: than this video, Coach and Carter episode two. That's right, and you can find that on the Betfair Racing YouTube or check out Betfair Racing social or Betfair main handles. Head head over there, you'll find it very very quickly indeed. To the Naps, um Brendan, let's start with you, sure.
1: Um, well, I don't want to steal Daryl's thunder, so I'll go for a big swing in the 3.20 Leopardstown classic getaway.
0: Wow, I love it. Daryl?
2: Yeah, Lily de Burleigh in the 2.25. I think we're all in agreement. That's got a fantastic
3: chance, 6-1. to one. Brilliant. And finally, TC? Uh, I'll take Brendan on. Uh, Hollow Games uh, win only at 16s, well, if it's 16s when, when this goes out.
0: Okay, well, it'll be going out very soon, TC. So hopefully it will. And I can't let you go, TC. Of course, Six Nations starts tonight, and you are, uh, you know, you're an avid rugby tipster. Or war uh, France even money is it the best Six Nations? I you haven't I watch
3: it, but I haven't really been punting on it uh, rugby for about the last couple of years, really. Um, but um, I haven't really had a look. And there's a couple of there's a couple of players playing in with for France and Ireland that. I've
0: never heard of, him, so I really have lost touch. Well, no, Anton Dupont, of course, he is Olympics bound, so he won't be appearing for Who's France. This
3: Calvin Nash, where's he? Um,
0: is it Calvin Nash? Yeah, the Irish lad. Yeah, yeah, he's making yeah, his I've debut. I've never he? heard of. I've never heard of him. Who's he play for? He is, I want to say Ulster. Well, now I've been put on the spot. I,
3: I think this was, I read this is the only squad, the only fourth Irish squad that's never had an Ulster player in it. Oh well then oh. well then he's
0: he is he plays the monster. I should have known yeah. that. No. Yeah, okay. We should have known that I said But oh. I am more I'm a Leinster man, you know. Go to the games, more of your Boys in Blue, etc., Cappuccinos, stuff like that, Brown Thomas, the whole shebang, I'm all in. pints of can. Um uh, a reminder, two things. Please do gamble responsibly. It's a wonderful weekend of racing. Dublin Racing Festival over two days. Lots of action um, at, at Sandown on Saturday, at Musselboro on Sunday. Lots of ITV races. Uh, you know, Pick and choose your races. Lots of stuff on the television. But please do gamble responsibly. Enjoy it all, but do it responsibly. And of course, if you are on the Betfair Sportsbook and you are having a bet, just hit claim. And you'll get yourself a uh, free uh, bet on racing, if, uh,
3: and drink responsible as well. Because if you have got a France Island match in the pub tonight, yes. it's, it's going to be a few walking wounded by
0: the start of the DRF, aren't there? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, enjoyed Brendan both days, yes.
1: Yes, but yes, both days, but I think I've I've had a touch, actually, because I suspected, well, well, I was convinced that the Super Bowl was on on Sunday, but I know from your reaction that it's obviously not there, haven't we? Absolutely not off. on.
0: If, if but, it yeah, is, if, I've made a huge error in a lot of planning in what I've done.
1: Well, yeah, well, this is great news for me because I have an early start with a pod on Monday, so I can get to bed at a civilised hour, but I'm out tonight, Jen. I'll be out on Saturday night as well. It's just a curse being popular, isn't it?
0: I know I know funny and charm, funny and charming it's not for everyone Brendan uh, listen uh, thanks for joining us lads that's gr- great I hope you enjoyed listening or watching and a reminder as Brendan said weighed in we'll be back on Monday to review all the action from the Dublin Racing Festival and beyond have a wonderful weekend hopefully lots of winning bets please do gamble responsibly my thanks to Tony my thanks to Brendan my thanks to Daryl my thanks to you for listening or watching bye for now